0: Hey everybody, welcome back to Outside Looking In. This is Joe Choo Choo, the most primitive podcast in America. Oh my God, it's been a whole month since my last podcast. There is, there isn't, there isn't so much. I I, I try to do as best as I can. I know that I've been really behind on this. Uh, I've uh, undergone some vein surgeries and stuff like that. Listen, I have to be honest, it's even a miracle that I've even done... I can't imagine. This is. Uh, I just finished publishing episode seven. I didn't even write down the damn time. Uh, episode seven of uh, season thirteen of this podcast, and I'm just like I'm, I'm. I'm bugging out. But you know what? I I don't know if the the gas is running out because uh, man there's stuff. But then there's. I'm just like you know. I'm getting pretty tired. And uh, I just haven't had a very good couple of months, and uh, I've been trying and shit like that, and uh, it's it's been kind of tough, and uh, the baseball season is kind of lost. The Mets are doing horribly. Uh, It's really strange that, uh, well, like I say, if I I get to start talking about baseball here, uh, all right, well, then, in case, what I'm telling you today is July 20th, according to my... uh, According to my thing here. I had done the jeopardy to almost exactly a month ago So that's how many of those I've got to do uh, At jeopardy I stopped at uh, June 19th at $40,000 even I had finally cracked the $40,000 mark Or I think I had cracked it just before that but then all of a sudden I, I hit a pretty bad slump where uh, all of a sudden I dropped down back to 40,000 so uh, i'll be doing the jeopardy in just a minute but uh first of all like i said it's 720 so let me go back to my notes because there's a whole lot of things and you know we've eaten places and you know how i am about the telling you about that kind of stuff but um all right well let's start with the baseball i guess um from last month till now uh, we just finished going past the All-Star break, so I'll talk mostly about that. But basically, all of June and the beginning of July, the Mets just totally and completely sucked. They went 7-19 and in the month of uh, June, and they're pretty much out of it. They're like 20 games out. Uh, they're still kind of in the, yeah, kind of in the, they w- it would have to take a serious push for them to get back into the wild card uh, play. So, as I speak to you right now, it's about 11 days away from the trading deadline. And uh, whether people are going to be moved on that team, I have no idea. Uh, no idea. Everybody's speculating. that All the outfielders, are, uh, the, the extra outfielders like Tommy Pham and Mark Cannon, they're gone. Uh, I can imagine uh, that, uh, well, right now, as of today, uh, July 20th, Starling Marte was put in the injured list. So... Uh, there and fam also was taken out of the game today because uh, he got hit on the uh, instep. <clears throat> he fouled off a ball off the instep just a couple of days ago, and he's been feeling it like, uh, yeah, no, maybe early yesterday actually. And he's feeling it, and so they took him out of the game. Uh, so we're getting shorter and shorter of outfielders, but the fact is that nobody's hitting. Uh, still, uh, Lindor is hovering around 230. Uh, Pete Alonso is totally missing in action. I mean, totally, totally, totally. Both him both him and the squirrel, all right? McNeil are totally missing in action. Uh, this uh, McNeil's only batting like 250. Can't seem to hack the ball anywhere. Uh, I feel that the shift or the lack of the shift has hurt him heavily. He seems to be one of those people that keeps on hitting the ball to just right over the other side of second base where the shortstop would normally not be. But since he's forced to be there, those balls that they say, oh, up the middle, the balls up the middle are base hits now. No, they're not, okay? They are still pretty much outs up the middle, especially. If the shortstop can stand even just one step up the middle, he has more than enough space and time to uh to uh, get to a ball there, all right, and even run into the outfield and get a ball there, okay? So I, I don't want to hear it um the people who I think are affected most of the second baseman because uh, for the left-handed hitters they didn't want the second baseman playing short right field so that particular may have helped a little bit a little bit I can't tell you but uh, I I that's about it okay and the pitch clock well I don't give a shit about the pitch clock because I mean it speeds up the game yes but um yeah I don't really see any any uh, any true um any true uh advantage to it uh I do think everybody's kind of rushed and I think everybody's hitting like they're rushed so that's that's another problem with with the pitch clock and all that kind of stuff so besides all of that um like I said the Mets have totally sucked at as of today Pete Alonso's batting average is down to 203 203 all right. He's stuck at 26 home runs. All right. Everybody passed him already. He's not even, he's like still seventh in RBIs. And the, like, who gives a shit? You know, it's, it, they're not clutching not anything. The, the Mets are flying. The only bright spot right now are the baby Mets that are coming up. All right. Beatty's been doing okay, but Francisco Alvarez kind of shocks people. You know, he's become a really good catcher he's got an arm he's he's got a p for an arm yeah, so um, he can throw people out at second even with the new st- uh, the new rules he's that strong a thrower that he can throw people out even with a jump and the fact that he'd be thrown down the first all the time yeah, I think more I think he, he does it more than we've seen other catches. I know that the uh the the announcers and Keith and everybody's been saying that he throws to first a lot. So, uh with that uh, he, and the fact that the kid right now, believe it or not, Francisco is at this point, from all the time that you listened to the last podcast here. The kid now has 19 home runs. He's second on the team with Francisco Alvarez. Mm-hmm. And uh, if he catches, if he catches Alonzo, I'm just gonna like what? Hey, listen, they're even talking about trading Alonzo. That right now the team needs to be in another direction. And while he's a great home run hitter, great home run hitters have been traded okay people like that have been traded you got to be home run hitter but you got to be a little more you know that's why they value a dude like a Paul Goldschmidt over a Pete Alonso because the, the, the Goldschmidt's a 300 hitter you know and it, it's a good chance that he gets his 100 RBIs a season in in better situations than alonzo has been driving them in and most definitely more than Lindor has been driving them in okay so that's that's another story in itself so um I bring you up all the way to the Home Run Derby, uh, which was a couple of weeks ago, Home Run Derby before the All-Star game. And uh, that was a farce, okay? Got to see some really... We got to see some of the older players, like um, Vladimir Guerrero, who I will mention in a little while. Um, And, uh, you know, Alonzo was in there. Uh, Alonzo did horribly... 21 in his one round because He decided to do you know decided to thank all the people in his past and Decided that he would bring his uh, what was seventh grade or middle school? Coach to pitch to him The dude had no (laughs) the old man had no control of his slider Okay, he kept on throwing it away 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 down and away down and say dude, that this is the reason Pete Alonso is hitting 200 (laughs) right so stop throwing the ball down and away on him throwing it into his wheelhouse and he just couldn't the old man just couldn't couldn't find the couldn't find the spot and uh, so Julio Rodriguez of Seattle made quick work of him Uh, between uh, Julio Rodriguez and then this other guy from uh, Chicago White Sox Louis Robert Louis Robert Jr. not Louis Robert I don't know why I'm trying to French it up Louis Robert Jr. okay He, uh, center fielder for the Chicago White Sox. uh, They both blast like forty home runs or something like that. But I'm noticing now that that kind of stuff, you know, kind of gases you out uh, toward the end because the second round, both of them, they looked horribly gassed. Especially Robert, he was finished. Last his last five swings, he looked like he was trying to do it with two rubber arms, two uh, toy rubber arms or something like that. He couldn't even. He couldn't. He just couldn't. Um, and what were who were the other people that were in there? Uh, I'm trying to remember. It's total eight. Oh well, first of all, Mookie Betts—that was also a disaster. It just goes to show you, Mookie Betts is the kind of guy who can drive a moving pitch in the right conditions and stuff like that. And of course, he also sees like you know six thousand pitches in a in a year, so that's why you would figure that he could be a thirty. Home run hitter Mookie Betts, but when you're just giving it to him like that, like that, like that, he's too much of a line drive hitter. Uh, uh, it it so it's kind of like impressive that he does hit as many home runs in the season as he does. All right, because uh, for what he only hit 11 uh, home runs and he just couldn't seem to lift the ball no matter where he was pitched. All right, so uh, he eliminated so him and Alonzo, out. Uh, let me see, I've mentioned. Five of the people. I'm trying to remember who else was in that home run derby. Ah, lordy, lordy. The final was. Oh my God! I can't seem to remember who the hell else. Was. I'm going. I'm going through the. T- oh, the guy from uh, the guy from Baltimore. The kid, the rookie from Baltimore, was in there. Ad, uh Rushman, Adley Rushman, switch hitting catcher. Check this out. He goes out. And he hits a whole bunch of them left-handed, left-handed, left-handed. And then for his extra 30 seconds in the round, he bats them right-handed. And he actually hit like five out of six balls that were thrown to him out of the park right-handed. I said, this guy possibly had just started the, the the derby right-handed. Who knows where he could have ended up. But he decided to, you know, do And he did well. He hit like 26 bombs or something like that left-handed, but it wasn't enough for him to to advance. So I have mentioned six people. In this thing. There were a grand total of eight. And I cannot believe. Uh, no, Judge was not in there. No, no Yankees, Brewers. <sighs> oh, I hate this. I, I really. Well, let me put it to the, to the end here. Uh, the final was Vladimir Guerrero against. Oh, Adolis Garcia of Texas. But you know what? Another guy who started out strong and at the end that's number seven and he is not the guy who faced against vladimir guerrero in the final which is why i'm having a trouble uh figuring it out but uh if i remember the name then i'll tell you but right now i can tell you that vladimir guerrero finally was the winner of the home run derby uh you know didn't have those fantastic uh you know like that 90 home runs or whatever but he did uh, put out enough and you could tell that he was just putting them out on sheer strength because his uh, the pitcher was his uh, manager, the Toronto manager, Schneider, all uh, right? And uh, he wasn't throwing all that fantastic, but Vladimir was, was muscling them out. Um, I will tell you this much that the guy who was pitching to um, Rodriguez, Julio Rodriguez, the relief pitcher of that team, the, the bullpen pitcher was incredible in the the fact that he could repeat his delivery every single time because he was, it was no delivery. It was basically him with his his, his left foot back and his right foot forward, okay, uh, uh, across, uh, behind uh, next to the buckets and stuff like that. And he would just throw this 70 mile an hour, like sidearm flip. It looked like he was actually just trying to throw the first all right. And it was all arm action with no, hardly any motion with his arm. He just took the elbow and just kind of side-armed it over the the protection edge there and and, and the pitcher's protection. And it it was so weird. It's just a sidearm flip, but he was able to really put something on it. And they kept on landing exactly the same spot, upper, upper inside corner to Rodriguez and he was just that's where he ended up getting the 40 home runs in one in one uh, in one whole session because this guy was just putting them right there right there right there was it was it was, uh, it, was uh, it was quite uh, quite. The t- I know who the final was and it was against who the uh, uh, this guy won oh my god it just came to me folks and you're going to hate me because everybody out there is probably screaming right now. It's this guy. It's this guy. And it happens to be Randy Reno of the Rays. Which And he acquitted himself quite well. He put out quite a few. He made it to the finals. Made it to the finals. And he made it to the finals against a couple of people I think that were already gassed. All right. That was his thing. He didn't seem to be as gassed as the other two. I think he beat... Uh, Rodriguez, or he beat the other one, Robert, Luis Robert, and those guys, yeah, Rosarena was not gassed, so he was able to maintain and maintain and maintain it, but then, and then, in the final, Rosarena has a chance to catch up and pass and beat this guy and be the winner, and right there in that second bit, the last 30 seconds they give you, that's where he ran out of gas. He hit a few, he got to one short, he's, he, here he is, he's at 25, he's got like about 10 seconds left to put two more balls over the fence, and at that point, that's where he looked like his arms were rubber, and he just couldn't do it, he, I think he put two to the wall or something like that, he just couldn't do it, and Vladimir beat him, you know. It was, it was that part was exciting. You know, it was really funny. Everybody's like, oh no, he's almost gonna make it. He's almost gonna make it. Oh, oh you know, and he just couldn't put those last few balls over. He just couldn't do it. So um uh, that was the home run derby. That was pretty much fun because I'll tell you right now, I'm glad I did not watch the All-Star game because it was a snooze fest. Total snooze fest. The National League finally beat the American League after like twelve tries, something like that, eleven tries, and it was a crappy three to two score. You know, this ain't like the NHL or the NBA or anything where everybody, it's all run and gun and fun and stuff like that. And all kinds of points records are set and you know, whatever. Not 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 in baseball. Not in baseball. It's just not, you know, three a three to two snoozer and the game MVP went to drum roll if you please. Colorado Rockies catcher Elias Diaz 32 years old journeyman catcher finally catches a little bottle of lightning because he's on a team that really for a team that has had the reputation of being a hitting team the Colorado Rockies he's their best hitter and cleanup hitter okay so that really doesn't say much for the Colorado Rockies But, however, in the sixth inning, he hits a two-run homer to put the NL ahead from down two to one to ahead three to two. And uh, that was it. That was the game. So that's why I didn't watch it. Okay, so uh, that's basically baseball in a nutshell up to you right now. It's like I say, it's 7-20-23. Of course, you say, all right, what about the Yankees? Believe it or not, the Yankees are in last place. Having said that, though, uh, they are like 50 and 45. The entire division is over 500. And they, they've they been in a slump, which is how the Boston Red Sox caught up to them. Mind you, now the Mets are going to pay five games, three at Fenway, two at Yankee Stadium starting tomorrow, the 21st. So we'll see how they come out and how all those the three teams come out of this five-game, uh, this next five-game set. So... Uh, uh, that should be interesting to watch, and uh, Boston has uh, caught up, you know, they passed the Yankees, and, but like I said, everybody, oh, by the way, oh, oh, by the way, by this time you probably know, Tampa Bay Rays are no longer in first place, Baltimore finally did catch them. Uh, a little earlier than, thank God, a little earlier than the disappointment the Mets uh, had, by not being able to hold on to first place for a lousy, what, three, four days at the end of the season there and actually ended up losing the division by one lousy game, all right? So um, I feel for the Rays, okay? So I'll tell you, i feel for the Rays. Um Yeah, it's uh, so the O's have caught up. Uh, Atlanta's just running away with the world. I mean, they're in a slump right now. Ooh, they lost four games in a row. Ooh. They still have an all-star lineup, and it's just ridiculous, okay? Um, and if you think the Mets are doing badly, um, the fact that an- another couple of big spenders teams have also done just as poorly, uh, the Mets in San Diego are neck and neck in record. So having Tatis and Machado and, uh, it d- doesn't really help your team either. Uh and having a decent pitching staff and yet still they they don't seem to be able to hit uh San Diego and then another team that's in last place and wondering whether they're going to have to uh sell all their stars are the St. Louis Cardinals all right there you are the team with Paul Goldschmidt and Nolan Arenado and a whole bunch of other people you know uh, Lars Nootbaar and uh in center field and uh no listen that's another team that got problems. It just goes to show you that just because you got an m M&M and m boys type uh situation and you, know, you got a three four all star uh three and four hitters uh really doesn't guarantee your team any success whatsoever so those three teams are learning that real fast. I'm sure that there are a whole bunch of other teams also that have that that uh that same, like, two stars, only two stars in the, in those two uh, positions and stuff like that, and the team still is not uh, going anywhere. A uh, whole lot of them, all right? They're just playing the White Sox right now. The White Sox also another team. I thought that they had a whole bunch of people, but uh, yeah, I wonder where the hell is Yoan Moncada? That was a name I was missing. I saw Robert. I saw Eloy Jimenez. Uh... I saw you know, I know they got rid of uh, of uh Abreu, but I'm like, wait a minute. I thought this team was supposed to have a bunch more stars than this, and so and that was the name that all of a sudden just comes up you know, what what what's happened to you Moncada. moncada So again, that's another that's another uh problem for that team. All right, let's, let's let the heck with the Mets. Um they lost today's game to the Chicago White Sox. Uh, this guy came back and actually pitched his very first game, Jose Quintana, and uh, he did actually quite well. Two runs, six hits. Uh, well, he got, hit, he got tagged with the loss because, uh, you know, the Mets couldn't score again. It was 6-1. to one, So, it was, you know, it, and, and so it continues. So we hope that Quintana at least, we're going to find out in 11 days. Just what the Mets look like in 11 days. So that's uh, that's that for that. Uh, baseball, uh, I will... Um, today, I will use this rest of the time. Today, today, the 20th, okay? Today, the 20th, uh, we are headed to... Wow, the world... Wow, it's it's horrible when I you know I'm I'm having these little senior moments. We New World. We're headed to New World Brewery. All right. Eight ten Skagway. All right. Eight ten East Skagway. Yeah, Nebraska. So it's East Skagway. Eight ten East Skagway is just a block south of Bush Boulevard in Nebraska, all right. You 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 make if you're headed east on Bush Boulevard, you make the the uh right to go south on Nebraska and just after you cross the railroad tracks and made another right right into Skagway Avenue and you just go down the road and basically there's nothing left down there except the brewery and a house or two so uh, you can't miss it big parking lot come on in we're seeing the new Tampa Democrats what is a stand-up for something or other Uh, again something that I don't have the papers to here uh, uh, where we are uh, it's a fundraiser for the Democratic Club for democratic candidates and it will be steven netta will be the featured comic with uh jay hewlett being the headliner or is it the other way around i don't know these people use all these different names for this nonsense and our buddy bash from tampa will probably be the warm-up uh the starting warm-up uh i really 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 hope that uh Dave doesn't ask me to do anything because I'm I'm not sure I'm ready. I mean I could I, I I'm like practicing my um my uh, skit the uh, the uh, witness protection program skit and I, I don't know I just don't want to be asked for help right today <laughs> so I'm not I'm not gonna do that. So uh, the, the tickets were twenty five dollars piece, which is the most I've ever paid for for well like i said it's a fundraising and shit like that it's a comedy show so hey vip tickets were 50 bucks so at least you get one drink with it so that uh they they did that much um so and, and uh you know it is what it is i've will meet a couple of people they're probably i'm sure if, if i go through the entire night nobody else go, oh, you're not gonna go up there I'm not going to feel hurt. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see how many people I actually know when I go over there and stuff like that. Uh, let me see. What, uh, what else do we have here? Uh, well, I will tell you as one of the, uh, oh, you know what? Okay. Yeah, we can actually almost do everything here because what I have here, I'll leave the baseball in jeopardy for the very next show. <laughs> you might, you might want to skip it. Nah, I'm just kidding. Uh, What I do want to talk about is three places that I've, uh, two places that we went to eat. Again, we went to Applebee's on uh, Sheldon and Linebar. <laughs> And, uh, you know, the food is, food is good. I'm not, no, you got the two for 20 or something like that, I think, with the two salads. You know, they, it kind of smacks a lot of like, uh, beef or braids and stuff like that. But uh, the one thing I managed to comment on, and this is, I guess, one of those tips that I, uh, it, it shouldn't be a tip, but, and this is also depends on you. Um, I, when I go out to eat, I do not get soda. I do not get any type of, of, of paid drink. I uh, just get water. I drink water, plenty of water, all water all the time. Uh, because these people have getting a little crazy over the amount of money they're charging for uh, soft drinks. Uh, some places are arriving at $4 a glass. I, I know you get all the refills you want. Yeah, if you want to, you know, fill yourself up with three huge glasses of Coca-Cola, by all means, knock yourself out. Uh, but uh, I find that, you know, if you're in a group of three or something like that, you're already, you're already getting close to being able to pay for either a decent dessert or, or a nice big appetizer for everybody, or, you know, for three or four people, or basically you can almost pay the fourth person's uh, meal with, uh, with just the drink alone. So that's why I say, yeah, especially if it's four people at three bucks, four bucks a person, you know, minimum three. It's already up to I've seen places already 369. The reason I tell you this is because I'm looking at the Applebee's menu. And I'm looking at the the drinks. Don't have any prices. None of the liquids have any prices on them. In fact, a lot of the uh a lot of the uh alcoholic drinks don't have prices on them. Okay, so that's why I'm not, you know, I would tell Applebee, listen, dudes, um, to be perfectly honest with you, uh, you should, you should, okay, uh, what was what was my thought train? Uh, that that you should you should tell the prices because you know what happens now when they if, if for those people who look at their check and then realize that they've blown like about you know fifteen bucks on on liquid okay non-alcoholic liquid um they might not think of going back to your place okay because i to me that to me that's a little shady so that's uh, that's my thoughts on that applebee's okay you know be truthful in, and, and you really don't need to be marking up that soda like that you know that that's ridiculous that's totally ridiculous <clears throat> i know a restaurant industry that's your largest profit margin is liquid okay, we all know that, okay, so uh, to do that, you're really uh you know if you're up to like 3 ninety nine I can go up to like maybe three up to three dollars two ninety nine for soda, all right, once you get past that you're you're just being greedy, all right, so that's uh i don't I don't care for that, so um otherwise you know Applebee's is all right, you know in, in a pinch, I'll go there. Okay, so that's that's that for that. I haven't... Oh, yeah. Here, Well, here's the last one. I guess I might as well cover everything here. uh, We stopped at the Best Cuban Sandwich Shop on Florida, and it's a little farther down, I think, around Broad Street or something. Florida Broad or something something like that. I don't even remember anymore. I know it's down Florida. You guys know where it is. You know how horrible I am at this kind of stuff. And even though I have maps, uh, I do these uh, these, uh, things on maps and stuff like that. It's not... Yeah, at least they, they can tell you where the places are. I don't have to be going through that now to just tell you how good or bad it is. Uh, we got, uh, my wife got a Cuban sandwich. I got something else. I think I got the steak version. I can't even remember. That's how, that's how, um, how can I say? And also again, uh, expensive drinks, you know, sodas and yeah, or or the, maybe they also like, I'm trying to remember this is where I got the limeade or, or not but uh you know five dollar limeade or something like that it's uh listen it's like all the places that are in trucks <coughs> only this place is not in a truck uh it's pretty much why i don't go to a lot of these lighting plate because they're the exact same thing if it was like one person decided to do something special or something crazy like you know you go to wepa and wepa will do your your little uh stuffed uh stuffed plantains and stuff like that this uh Stuffed totones. You see that's something worth going out. It's something a little extra, a little extra work to uh show something a little a uh, little different. So but all these other places, they're all the same. Cuban sandwich is a Cuban sandwich. I don't know how you could possibly improve it. Yeah, uh or or make it so different. You know, you'd have to try different bread, yeah. You'd have to get away from it being traditional to I know me personally I just slather a little garlic butter on it and stuff like that and then that garlic taste on the bread and also I don't cook the bread to hell you know I press it but I you know I try not to press it to a point where it's, you know it's, I I'm eating cardboard you know and that's what sometimes I, that turns me off about Cuban sandwiches is that they're just overpressed yeah, you know, uh, there's something about it. That's why sometimes I don't mind if there, if it's more of a panini or something like that. Sometimes I like bread. Sometimes I don't like the bread. You know. But otherwise, you know, it's okay. I mean, I give the place props for being there. And but there's, there's, there's nothing really that you can't get anywhere else. You know. Best? <laughs> no. Yeah. Everybody makes a good Cuban sandwich. There's really not too many places, unless you're the one that put that fat and gristle of the pernil into the sandwiches. Then, then you get negative points. But otherwise, most places have pretty good Cubans, and uh, yeah, because it's what they sell a lot here. So uh, I can't, uh, you know, that's basically it, and that's basically the, you know, go there if you're there, go. But you know, what, I'm not, I'm not making a special drive. You know, that's the, that's the um. Uh, that is the um, how can I say that was the rating system this dude in New York was using. It says uh, 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 by any means necessary. It says worth the drive, not worth the drive, not worth the trip. Okay, and forget about it. So those were those were his. <laughs> So those were his his ratings his one two three four ratings so that that that's what i'm saying to me not worth the trip i mean if i'm there i'm there but i'm not going to drive to go to go eat there i can find 10 places before my house to there uh, to eat so um that's it basically i'm gonna leave it here we're at 32 minutes and um Again, thank you for listening. Uh, I see I get listens every once in a while. I have no idea who the hell is listening. Uh, If you're a foreign country, then the laugh's on you because I have no state secrets. Okay, so um, you're pretty much wasting your time. But thanks for listening anyway, though. And if it's uh, my cousin David, thank you for listening as well. And all the other places that uh, seem to be giving me a listen here or there. All right, so we'll be right back after this.